Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program, now heard in more than 170 countries. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Today, we're broadcasting from one of those countries. We're going to talk about beautiful Belize, how tourism, retirement, and investment are on the rise today on the Real Estate Guys radio program. If you love real estate and have always wanted to own your own business, listen up. The Real Estate Guys and their panel of experts want to teach you how to go full-time fast in the real estate syndication business. These next few years may go down in history as one of the best times ever to acquire investment real estate. There are deals everywhere if you know where to look and how to assemble the resources. The Secrets of Successful Syndication Seminar will show you how to make big money doing big deals from a team of experts that have syndicated projects totaling more than $1 billion. Don't wait for someone to give you a raise or create a job for you. Attend the secrets of successful syndication and learn how to build a team, raise capital, find deals, and make full-time money in six months or less. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events. All the big players use syndication as a way to diversify risk, optimize profits, and earn big money. You can too. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. This week, coming to you from beautiful Belize. It is absolutely gorgeous here. It usually is. Let's meet our co-host and financial strategist, Russell Gray. Hey, Robert. I know you like this place. I do. Yeah, it's amazing here. And a bunch of information has come to light recently about uh, what's going on in this market. And, and like every market, it's got its stories, it's got its drivers, it's got its uniqueness. And, you know, last week we uh, were talking about getting out and seeing real estate. And of course, a couple weeks ago, we were in Memphis, Tennessee, looking at real estate. We've just got done with a tour here in Belize. So there's just a lot going on as we look across uh, this great world of ours. Yeah, it's a big world and there's a lot of real estate. There's a lot of opportunity out there. You can't know all markets. You know, sometimes people listen and say, gee, you guys sure spent a lot of time in Belize. You sure spent a lot of time on Belize. Well, yeah, we do because we like it and there's a lot of reasons to like it. But even if you're not into Belize, there's a lot in this episode for you because it's really about what makes a market move and how to recognize opportunity and how to get there before the opportunity manifests. I mean, that really is what it comes down to. I go back over the 10 years that I've been working with you, 11 years that I've been working with Robert, and back when the real estate markets were just booming and appreciation was all the rage, four consecutive years, we started talking about different marketplaces. And then sure enough, a year or two afterwards, it would become the number one appreciating market. Then all of a sudden the big collapse came and we're out there, we're in Dallas and people are thinking, what are you doing in Dallas? Well, over the last five years, Dallas has been one of the best appreciating markets that there's been. Just We just got back from Memphis, Tennessee and we find out there it's been the number one cap rate, number one cash flowing single family home market in the United States. That's exciting. Except we've been there for, I think, two and a half, three years now. Right. And so the, the question is, well, how do you guys always happen to know that? Well, it's because the marketplace leaves clues, and if you're connected and you pay attention, and that's what you're going to hear on today's show, you have the opportunity to move in and position yourself ahead of the wave. You know, not to jump too far ahead, but next week it's Ask the Guys. One of our favorite shows topics is when you ask questions. And one of the questions that came in, just a, a prelude to uh, next week's show that excited me, was a guy saying, hey, I see there's a lot of opportunity internationally, but how do you get plugged in internationally? And, and you'll hear the actual question and the answer to it uh, next week. But, but a big part of it is what you hit on, Russ, which is, 
relationships and connections. You have to be networked into the right circles in order to make things happen. People are often astounded how we meet the right people in the markets and it's because I fully expect to meet all the right people in the markets when I go into a marketplace. I don't want to meet the also rands. I don't want to meet the person who, you know, does a little bit of business. I mean, we spend a lot of time up front and today before we ever put a field trip on the calendar, Russ and I go there, we spend time there, we meet local providers, we kiss a lot of frogs, we try to get our own idea of what's happening in the market after studying the market, and then and only then, if we think the water's fine, we say, come on in. And still, our field trips are just 100% educational. This trip in Belize, 100% educational, just learning what the market is doing. But this market is really hot, and you're going to hear that today as you hear our guests kind of explain to you what's happening in the Belize market. So we haven't really done a, a full-on show about Belize in some time, certainly we've talked about it. And absolutely, we've been inviting people to our field trips, and we're going to do that again before we're done because we've got some more trips on the calendar. But you're going to hear about some of the exciting things that are happening in this market. And again, wear your real estate investor hat. What are some of the clues? What are some of the stories? What are the things you look for in a marketplace? When we come back, you'll meet the top broker in the country of Belize right here on the Real Estate Guys radio program. Real estate investment advice right in your mailbox. Sign up for the free Real Estate Guys newsletter at realestateguysradio.com. Do you know what city was ranked number one on Clear Capital's list of highest performing metro markets just this February? It was Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, this is Ken Corsini with Georgia Residential Partners. If you haven't heard, Atlanta has just begun an incredible road to recovering real estate values. With an unprecedented demand from investors and a shrinking supply of inventory, properties in the Atlanta market are poised for tremendous growth over the next few years. At Georgia Residential Partners, our mission is to help as many investors as possible buy turnkey cash-flowing properties in the Atlanta metro area with as little headache as possible. With conventional and non-conventional financing available, we can help just about any investor in any number of situations buy residential properties in this market. Check us out online at gainvesting.com or call our office at 770-924-5450. Don't let this window of opportunity pass you by. It's safe to say that most of us could make a better cheeseburger than McDonald's. Pull up Google for the best recipe, buy the meat, fire up the grill, voila. But there are only a handful of people that have created a business model and system like theirs. McDonald's is successful because of their system, not their food. The infinite banking concept is one of the best financial systems that has ever existed. It helped start the Pampered Chef, JCPenney, and Disney World, plus thousands of other businesses. Learn more about the infinite banking concept from our friends at Paradigm Life today by visiting www.beyourbank.com or by calling one 800 870 8670. Hi, this is Peter Schiff, and you are listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program back in beautiful Belize, and it is my great pleasure to reintroduce you to Mr. John Turley. Hey, John. Hey, Robert. How you doing? I'm doing great. Always nice to be in Belize. It is wonderful to have you here as well. Now, since uh, the last time we spoke, uh, we talked about baby boomers, and uh, there's been some news uh, in Belize. Of course, we've done a field trip this weekend, had a bunch of great people down here seeing the marketplace. But, uh, you know, when we do a field trip, there's a section of our workbook called News Articles. 
And if we do a field trip to Dallas or Atlanta or Memphis, it's a pretty thick section. But in Belize, there's just not a lot of news articles, so it's kind of a thinner section. Well, in the last just few weeks, there's been some big news in Belize. Yeah, we may not have the news articles in quantity, but we certainly are making up for them in quality, that's for sure. Uh, some of the most exciting news for us, many of you, of course, are familiar with TripAdvisor. Well, we were recently uh, very fortunate to be acknowledged and recognized as the traveler's choice number one island in the world on TripAdvisor. And to me, that's amazing because for an island of 20,000 people, you know, you think of the number of tourists that we have, Robert, the number of people who are exposed to Ambergris Key, and it pales in comparison to larger tourist destinations, and yet to be recognized, not by one editor or one individual board, but by the, the participants of TripAdvisor, the public at large, as the number one island in the world, well, that is certainly a boost for tourism and recognition of Ambergris Key on a global scale. Absolutely. You know, last year, of course, the number one hotel in the world, according to TripAdvisor's members, was right here in Ambergris Key, the Phoenix, and people thought, wow, does that mean it's the, the nicest, most luxurious, most high-service hotel in the world? And what we tell people on the field trip is, well, no, if you think about TripAdvisor, it's, it's a peer rating system where people who go and stay there rate it uh, compared to their expectations. And I think one of the things that is true at that hotel, but also probably just in San Pedro in general, is that it exceeds people's expectations. Yeah, that, that's the absolute best way to summarize it is it's the disparity or the difference between expectations and reality. And, and Belize and Ambergris Key in particular so far exceeds people's expectations. It's so, it has so much to offer beyond what people uh, have been exposed to elsewhere that it just, it's that distinction or that difference that really sets it apart. Now, the other news that has come out is a pretty exciting news as well. It's the first quarter statistics for tourism. And the reason this is important here in 2013 is tourism increased in, in 2011. Tourism increased even more in 2012. But there was certainly speculation that that may have been because of the Mayan calendar, right? The Mayan calendar pointed to 2012 being the end of the earth. And a lot of folks were coming to Belize, or so it was thought, to, to see the Mayan ruins and to have that experience in the, in the year of the end of the Mayan calendar. And so a lot of folks were looking at the first quarter of 2013 saying, well, that's probably when it'll dip back down. But that's not what happened. That's exactly right. That was the expectation for many people, for many naysayers, but they were certainly proved wrong. While the overnight tourist arrivals in 2012 were up 16.3%, a phenomenal number, the real telling statistic is that in the first quarter of 2013, January, February, and March of this year, tourism was up 13% over the first quarter last year. And, and just to put it in context, Robert, it's 19 consecutive months in a row through March 2013 that we've had year-over-year -year tourism growth. The, the numbers are just staggering. You start to have a geometric progression when you talk about 11%, 16%, then 13%. These are year-over-year -year increases. And so the, the message that's being put out there with regard to tourism and baby boomers, the exodus of capital, exodus of people, out of the United States, we can certainly see that this is one of the prime destinations for them to come to. Well, we talked about last time we had on the show, the whole idea of the baby boomers. But I want the listeners to understand, this is real estate investors, the baby boomer marketplace and the, the thousands of people that are retiring every single day, 10,000 right now a day, and that number's going up, some of which are decided already or thinking strongly about moving somewhere else to retire. And a good portion of those people are looking at uh, moving offshore. That's a demographic that we study as real estate investors. But it's a completely different demographic from tourism, which we just spoke about. So the baby boomers are also big news. 
Absolutely, and it's important to understand that the two, while they're separate, are competing for the same inventory in markets. And so while, while tourists are coming in and looking for second homes and vacation homes and investment property, they are competing with baby boomers who are looking to relocate either on a seasonal, part-time, or full-time basis to live and, and have use and enjoyment. And so we have two demographics, two market segments, now competing for the same inventory. And then just to make matters even more exciting, uh, AARP did a life stage study that indicated that on the basis of where baby boomers move to, where they relocate, that it will increase tourism by 50% over the next decade. And so when you think about it, it's the, it's the, the, the ripple effect, so to speak, uh, the trickle down, because as baby boomers relocate, of course, they still want to spend time with their children, with their grandchildren. Uh, grandchildren are going to go to visit them. They're going to go back to visit family. And so those areas where the baby boomers are choosing to relocate are going to have the additional benefit, not just of them adding to the population, but the, the reciprocal effect of the, the, the tourism increase as well. And so it's, it's pretty exciting for us. Well, and I think that the birds of a feather mentality here, you have baby boomers, the first few classes, as you spoke about last time, of the of the retirees are coming uh, and making their decisions about where they're going to uh, retire. Well, if you have a, a group of friends that, that uh, hang out, get together, travel together, and you're among the first, well, you're also probably likely to get other future baby boomer retirees come into those markets to check them out. People become advocates, right? There's a strong expat population here in Ambergris Key, and they're very vocal about telling their friends, come on down, the water's beautiful. I always tell people the best way to ensure that you're going to like who your neighbors are is to choose them. Right. And so if you become an advocate and you let somebody know about a wonderful place you've discovered, they're going to be more inclined to visit it for themselves and they may in all likelihood become your new neighbors as well. And so we, we find that tourism is really the tip of the spear. It's the way in which people are introduced to a market. A, a person will come on vacation. They fall in love with it. They start to develop the idea that maybe this is the place for us that as we contemplate our retirement or contemplate where we want to have uh, more use and enjoyment of our time and create lasting family memories, all of a sudden this place is on our radar. And so tourism is often the, the tip of the spear that leads to somebody making a life-changing destination decision. And so whether they're coming here on a part-time basis for a week or a month or a few months a year, or they decide that they're all in and they're going to relocate and this is where they're going to spend their, their golden years, tourism is the, is the, the, the step that leads to the migration of the baby boomers. Now, from the seat you sit in, you manage the largest brokerage in Ambergris Key, in fact, in the country of Belize. So you're seeing kind of the, the street level of what's happening in the market. Talk to us about what you've seen just in terms of who's walking through the door and the sales volume that you've seen since the beginning of the year. We, we know tourism is up, but what's happening on, on the real estate side? Yeah, the, the sales volume, Robert, um, has has exceeded not only any year in the eight years that I've been involved here in the Ambergris Key market, certainly more than the, the, the peak years of 2005, 6, and 7, uh, but the sales volume is really exponential. We're, we're literally, in the last 60 days, um, you know, seeing three and four times the volume that we saw just one year ago. And we weren't exactly a slack market one year ago. I mean, we've got agents in the office who are considered among the top 50 in the region based on sales volume. Uh, this year, though, we are absolutely giving uh, Cayman Islands and more mature markets a, a run for their money in terms of the, the total sales volume. And what we're seeing is that it's this, this 
confluence of the three different foundation pillars in our market. We've got uh, the, the tourism market, we've got people who recognize what TripAdvisor has said, that this is a spectacular island, a great place to have a second home, a vacation home, or an investment property. Uh, investment properties here have yields that, that you just simply can't find in markets in the United States. From a lifestyle component, the baby boomers are discovering Ambrigus Key and all that it, that it has to offer. And then, of course, we still have literally trillions of dollars of cash on the sidelines in the United States with investors who are concerned with paper assets and looking to invest in real property, tangible assets that they can touch, feel, and enjoy. And so it's the confluence of those three different foundation pillars that, that have us dealing with more walk-in traffic uh, in a week than we're normally exposed to in a month. Yeah, it's so interesting to see the market change that way because when I first started coming here seven years ago, you know, the average person that was buying a condo on the beach was someone who flew down here, spent a week, fell in love with Belize and said, hey, I, I could see coming down here a couple weeks a, a year and maybe even more eventually, maybe even retire here. But in the meantime, these condos seem to practically pay for themselves. And it was a different mentality. Today, you see people who are specifically flying here, not because it's beautiful, but because it makes sense as an investment. Absolutely. And, and the, the more knowledgeable an investor is, the more someone is familiar with, with cap rates and, and ROI, uh, the more they, they appreciate what the market here has to offer. It has such unique, distinctive advantages. And there, there are advantages that we can describe over the course of a radio interview, for example, but it's actually being in the market, seeing, touching, feeling, and experiencing it for yourself that really sets the stage. For example, your typical real estate investor in the United States is going to be used to having uh, you know, a long-term lease, a six-month or one-year lease, having monthly rental income. In our market, we have very, very few long-term rental properties because it's not the highest and best use of property. Properties here are rented on a nightly and weekly basis. We, we look at a, 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 you know, a vastly different income stream. Uh, the costs are different. The management is set up differently. And so uh, it, can be, it can be very uh, difficult and different for a, a typical American investor to look at and understand. But once you delve into the market and you come to have an understanding of it, it is absolutely the most exciting real estate market I've found anywhere in the world. You know, as I step back and, and study it, and obviously listeners to our program know we're fans of Belize. We've been coming here and we've been doing field trips to Belize for six years, right? So they know we love this place, as well as a lot of other markets. And just as a student of the market, that's another shift I've seen, is that you've had long-term rentals here. In fact, a friend of mine uh, rented a, a two-bedroom place here for six months as he was coming down here and kind of figuring out the market and so forth, and had no problem renting a place four years ago. Well, now what's happened is because of the squeeze, because of the increase in tourism, because of the baby boomers retiring and the extreme lack of new inventory, less than 30 units added in all of 2012, well, those long-term landlords are going, wait a minute, I, I, I've got some inventory that might solve the tourism problem. So we've seen people that have had month-to-month -month rentals turn those into weekly rentals. Yeah, and, and here's the problem, Robert, and this is a very real problem. We've got, for example, if a developer builds 20 new condos and he says to himself, okay, I'm going to build 20 condos with the specific objective of helping to accommodate the 13% increase in tourism first quarter this year over last year, well, that's great and wonderful until half of that inventory is taken up by baby boomers who've decided that, yeah, I agree with TripAdvisor. This is where I want to retire and spend my time. So unfortunately, or fortunately, as, you've, as you view the equation and the opportunity, we simply don't have enough inventory coming online. And the inventory that is being built it has competing markets coming after it. And so 
the in the meantime, the public at large is not waiting to come into this market. They're not saying, well, I'll just defer my plans until there's more inventory. We just had recent news within the last two weeks that Delta Airlines is going to be adding a second flight on Saturdays. Uh, so they have seven-day service from Atlanta to Belize International Airport, but they're going to be adding a second plane on Saturdays due to the increased demand. And this isn't a second plane during high season. This is a second plane uh, during what is arguably our, our slow season or our shoulder season. And then, just to show really the indication of where the market is, American Airlines, during our slower months, historically has had three direct flights a week from Dallas-Fort Worth uh, Airport to Belize International Airport. Well, the demand, the increase in demand, the growth is so strong, they recently announced that instead of three days a week, they're going to offer daily service seven days a week. Let's just look at the impact of one airplane on a market of this size. So Delta's adding one flight a week. So that's about 160 passengers, let's say. And I've noticed that in the last few months I've been down here, virtually every flight I've taken is either full or has three or four seats left. So you can see it's not, it's not surprising to me at all that two airlines are adding airplanes because they've needed to. And let's face it, airlines are reluctant to add service unless there is certainly demand. They're not just going to say, oh, let's see if we can send another plane down to Belize and how that works out, right? Very expensive to do that. Very expensive to crew those and, and the costs and logistics, not even to mention the fuel. So they're not going to do it unless there's demand. But just that one plane brings 160 people. If that averages two people per hotel room, that's 80 new rooms that need to be put on the ground. Yeah, and to put it in context, 80 rooms in Cancun is a drop in the bucket. Cancun's got over 44,000 hotel rooms. Ambergris Key, from one end of its 24-mile length to the other, only has 2,000 total rooms. So 2,000 rooms, all of a sudden you add, for example, 80 rooms to the mix. Well, that's 4% increase in inventory. Right. And if we add up the number of seats that American and Delta just in the last two weeks have announced that they're going to add on a weekly basis, that's 800 seats a week. In context, that's a minimum of 400 hotel rooms if everybody's doubled up, but it could be more than that with single travelers. But 400 additional hotel rooms, and of course, that's throughout the, the, the country of Belize, but we know Ambergris Key is the number one tourist destination in the country. So we can see the demand is there. It's not a matter of if you build it, they will come. They're coming. They're coming. And so the opportunity is now, and I encourage people who've, who've even contemplated dipping their toe in the water and considering international investing. Investing in Belize is like it's international investing with training wheels. And I encourage people to, to visit the market, come see for themselves why TripAdvisor would recognize it as the number one island in the world. Why are people investing here? Why is this market so hot? Come and see for yourself. All right. Well, if you want a chance to meet Big John Turley, you can do that. One of our upcoming field trips to Belize. You'll find out about those on our website at realestateguysradio.com. Also, coming back for his third year on the Investor Summit at Sea in 2014. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, Robert, the first time I went on the summit, I was absolutely blown away. And I thought that it was such an incredible experience to have so much education condensed into one week. Uh, and yet at the same time, the peer relationships, the people that you meet, the networking actually exceeded the education for me as far as in the classroom. I mean, it was worth it for the in the classroom experience, but ordinarily you go to a seminar or a conference and you're engaged during the daytime and then you're kind of detached in the evenings. Well, in this case, you live, eat, breathe, and, and converse with people 24-7. And I just can't imagine as a real estate investor, it, it's the ultimate peer group to be a part of. Coming back my second year, I thought 
I knew that my expectations uh, would, would be met because I had already been through the experience, and yet last year my expectations were exceeded once again. I literally cannot wait until next year and to not only renew friendships from, from previous summits, but to find the new investors that I can meet from around the world. Go to our website at realestateguysradio.com. Click on Summits to get signed up for the Investor Summit at Sea. John Turley, thanks again for your time and your passion. Always good to hear from you. Thank you very much, Robert. Have a great day. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. More when we return from Amargus Key, Belize. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Need help with your real estate investment portfolio? Check out the resources page at realestateguysradio.com. The votes are in, and this year's Investor Summit at Sea was a massive hit. Summiteers called it life-changing, far beyond expectations, which were very high, and the best summit yet. If you missed the vote this year, then make plans to join us in 2014. You'll spend an entire week with like-minded investors, world-class educators, and real-world professionals, and you'll have a blast. Join the Real Estate Guys for the 12th Annual Investor Summit. It all begins March 8, 2014 in Houston, Texas. Visit Real Estate Guys Radio and click the tab that says Summit to sign up for the advanced notice list. You'll get all the details the minute they get released so you can reserve your spot. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click Summit and make plans to spend a week with the Real Estate Guys and an all-star faculty on the 12th Annual Investor Summit at Sea. Live where you want to live, but invest where the numbers make sense. Even better, invest where you have a solid team to support you. We've been hearing great things about Memphis, Tennessee and Terry Kerr from Mid-South Homebuyers. Since 2002, Terry and his team have been delivering turnkey rental property solutions ideal for out-of-area real estate investors. So if you're looking for affordable, trouble-free, turnkey investment property, call Terry. Use our resource hotline at 888-510-6838, extension 118. That's 888-510-6838, extension 118. Or find them in the resources area of our website at realestateguysradio.com. Hi, this is Darren Hardy, publisher of Success Magazine, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. And welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program, heard every weekend on this fine radio station all the time at realestateguysradio.com. We're in one of my favorite places in the world this week, San Pedro, Belize. And it's my honor to introduce you to the Minister of Tourism for the country of Belize, Mr. Manuel Herrera. How are you, sir? Fine, thank you. I'm right here. A pleasure being here with you. Now, you have been here for a long, long time. Definitely. I, I was born on the island. That is in 1951. Wow. Now, that's a, that's a long time ago. So it was British Honduras in 1951? Yes. At the time, indeed, it was British Honduras. We were under the, under the Queen at that time. Wow. Now, now, paint the picture for us. San Pedro in, in the 50s, in the 60s. What was it like here? Well, it was a sleeping, fishing village at the time when San Pedro just started. It was people from Mexico during the Costa War that migrated to, to San Pedro, and then first in the coconut industry, and then eventually the fishing industry took over, which made San Pedro starting to flourish. It was the fishing industry. When I said flourish, it's because we got so united that we formed a fishing co-op on the island where fishermen will deliver their produce, process it, marketed to the United States of America, many times direct with a ship from, from San Pedro all the way to the U.S. Wow. And that is how comes our people started to be masters of their own destiny, as we called it, no? 
Now, when did San Pedro start to be a place that other people wanted to come visit? It was a fishing village for a lot of years and it's beautiful here and it's a, obviously still great fishing here. But but when did you start to see tourism start? Well, the fishing went on for many years, right? And I, I if I can recall, I think the, the industry was great for at least over 30 years. And then a pilot by the name of John Grief came to the island and married one of our local persons over here, who happens to be my cousin also, right? Ah. And they fall in love with, he fell in love with the island, and they started with a small chopping the airstrip, grass, by just grass, not the way it is right now. Yeah. And they started a small little airline with a three-seater at the time, and they built a hotel I think it was a five-room hotel, right where Holiday Hotel is sitting today, yep. which is much, much, much bigger than those days. And that was one of the first resorts that was built in, in San Pedro. From that came, if I can recall, Paradise Hotel, and then a few others until tourism really started to become important for Belize. Well, fishing, an important industry, especially since you're exporting. And now you see an opportunity for tourism. And obviously, that's the seat you sit in today as the Minister of Tourism. But at some point, the, the folks in power in Belize must have thought, hey, we're on to something here. This is the place people want to come to. Exactly. And, and then to, to be more specific, I was a commercial fisherman for 35 years also. Ah. So I was part of the tradition. And then luckily, I am... Happy also to be part of the new tradition now, which is the tourism industry. But indeed, the, the fishing industry has, has a lot of things to do with the tourism industry right now, you know. Because there are many tourists that come to the island because of the, to eat lobster, to eat fish, to eat that. So it does bring uh, those ingredients into it. And for that reason, they have created Lobster Fest in, in the different areas of Belize, San Pedro, Kikaka, Placencia, Belize City has started. So it blends into the mixture of tourism. Absolutely. But tourism really started to started its boom in 1984. That is when it really started to show the signs of flourishing. Today, we find ourselves with the tourism industry being the priority of our administration today. And the 25% of our GDP, which turns to be in millions, over $500 million to the economy of Belize. So I can show you how important the tourism industry. But since then, when we started to grow the tourism industry, then we realized that it has to be planned. No, It has to be planned. In particular, San Pedro is 50% of the entire tourism destination. Wow. So over here, we started to work in creating a master plan for the, for the island, which you use as a guideline to, to lead us into development. Today, we go farther on because we are, we are creating and almost ready to legislate a 20-year master plan, national master plan, that will see the entire Belize growing in a sustainable manner. Because it is very important and to, to realize that Belize is not too much interested in mass tourism, but rather in a sustainable tourism industry, which in itself, if you look at genuine investors, they're looking on a long haul, making an investment that will go 25 years and over, right? And that is the type of investors that we are looking in Belize, who are willing to work with us in creating an industry 
that will protect the environment, that will see generations after generations coming and having something good to look after and to pass over to, to their other generations. Well, the environment is so crucial here. Obviously, out here on the reef, you've got the mangrove and you've got the eco-structure on the mainland with the jungles and the rainforest and, and all of that. Of course, Mayan ruins here. Uh, obviously, preserving the environment is part of the magic of Belize. Well, you know that uh, because of the small population that the entire Belize, it's over a little over 300,000 for the entire Belize. Yeah. And we are lucky for that. In a way, probably a little unfortunate sometimes because when you talk about bringing in your European flights, then they will always tell you you don't have the numbers no, at this right. moment. So, But fortunately, in a way, it, it is better to grow slowly and looking as to the negative impacts that happens around our neighbors or around the world, and then we can make sure that we do it different. And for that, Belize has been excellent. We have been able to preserve about 40% of entire Belize is either in some form of conservation or preservation, but it's because of the small population. Look at El Salvador, over 5 million people, smaller than Belize in size, but again, they cannot do that because of the number of people. And uh, you spoke a while ago about the archaeological sites, about the reef and our mountains, pristine mountains and so. And indeed, Belize is fortunate enough that it is regarded as a paradise because we have a complete package over here in Belize. You can go to El Salvador and you will find one or two things that you might like. You go to Honduras, likewise, Guatemala, in the Caribbean. But in Belize... We are lucky that you can find everything of those one thing or two things that you can find. And we have everything over here together. And the beauty of it is that it is one hour or less from one side to the other. And that is what makes Belize so unique. Now, it just came out that uh, the numbers for tourism for this year so far look really, really good. You're seeing an increase in more people coming. Well, there are a few factors that make that happen. One, you, you've said it before, because of our beautiful reef, our jungles, our archaeological sites and so. But again, it has to de do with the way you market, the way you're dealing with the stakeholders of the industry. They have to make sure that they feel part of, the, of this industry. And hence, having a minister that, that belongs to a community or to an island that is 50% of the total tourism destination and then having seen how the industry grows I have a very good picture as to what we need and how we're supposed to go move forward and hence the reason that we decided when I took over to to hire some consultants to advise us as to what we are doing if we are doing it right or not and we have them over here for a couple months and then they presented their plan, what we're supposed to be doing and what not, not doing. And we found out that the way we were marketing before, we were 10 to 15 years behind everybody else. Yeah. So we took the aggressive measures into going into the system of marketing with the new technology, right? With the Twitter, blogging, and the internet, whatever. whatever. We have everything today that everybody else has. And it took about 18 months for us to start really coming on board. Last year was good, 
this year already we have surpassed our best years, which were 2007-2008. Yeah. We, we, we reached the 250,000 for overnight tourism. Today, we have already surpassed that 250 figure. January has been one of the best Januaries for more than 10 years now. And we are seeing that every month now is, is better than what it was last year. You know, that's really extraordinary given that the world economy has been suffering in the last few years. So you would think that a lot of people from the United States and Canada would be spending less on travel. But instead, you've seen your numbers increase, which is great. You also, this is one of the um, great cruise destinations. So you talked about overnight guests, but you get a lot of one-day guests who come in on cruise ships. Can you talk about that part of the tourism? I am a little more careful with the cruise tourism than with the overnight tourism because even though it is here, we have to nourish it and make sure that it is done proper. Because I can recall that we were almost at the million cruise passengers a year. Yeah. But there was no infrastructure, in particularly in the city, you know, where you have a number of them that just walk around watching the different things that the city has to offer. Right. We realize today that it has to be different. You create your infrastructure and you move your numbers gradually. And that is what we are doing today. Our guest today is Manuel Hereda. He is the Minister of Tourism in the country of Belize. When we come back, we'll find out what real estate investors have an opportunity to do here in this beautiful country. I'm your host, Robert Helms, and we're the Real Estate Guys. Hi, this is Andy Mercury from Hotel Impossible, and you're listening to the Real Estate Guys. Hi, this is Russell Gray, co-host of the Real Estate Guys radio show. I encourage you to join me on June 15th in Newport Beach, California for the Whole Loan Training Seminar with Michael Solis. It's no secret there's a lot of bad mortgages out there. What's a lot less known is how you can make big money buying and selling these distressed notes. Mike's been in the business for many years. He'll be sharing his insider tips and tricks, plus telling you where you can go to find the deals. I'll be there. I hope you are too. Go to realestateguysradio.com and look under events for the whole loan training seminar. Be sure to use the special discount code you'll find there exclusively for Real Estate Guys listeners. Go to realestateguysradio.com and look under events. Or send your email to wltdiscount at realestateguysradio.com. That's wltdiscount at realestateguysradio.com. Hi, this is Sam Freshman, author of Principles of Real Estate Syndication, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. Great stuff from San Pedro, Belize. Hey, before we get back to the interview with the Minister of Tourism, let's play Real Estate Trivia, your chance to win a prize by knowing today's Belize Real Estate Trivia question. As soon as you hear the question and know the answer, send us an email to trivia at realestateguysradio.com and include your name and mailing address so that if you're the winner, we can send you a copy of the ABCs of Real Estate Investing, the great book by Ken McElroy. Kenny will be joining us at the Secrets of Successful Syndication in late August. You can find out more on our website at realestateguysradio.com under events. His great book can be yours if you know the answer to today's trivia question. Before we give you that, let's look at last week's question we asked. Name the most eastern city in the United States. And the answer, Eastport, Maine. This is the city that's considered the first place in the U.S. to receive the rays of the morning sun. Here's our real estate trivia question for this week. Belize is bordered by two other countries. What are they? 
And that's a pretty easy geography question, but uh, if you know, great, be fast. If not, get to a map or look it up, but get your name and your guess and your mailing address to us at trivia at realestateguysradio.com. The first person with the right answer is going to get a copy of ABCs of Real Estate Investing, Ken McElroy's great book on investing in real estate. That is today's Real Estate Trivia Question. We'll resume our interview with the Minister of Tourism and Culture for Belize, the Honorable Manuel Herrera, when we return. Hello, this is Robert Kiyosaki. I'm the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And if you're serious about learning how to invest in real estate, listen to the Real Estate Guys. They really know what they're talking about. And welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Thanks for making us the number one downloaded real estate podcast on iTunes. It is my honor to have uh, with us today Manuel Herrera. He is the Minister of Tourism for the country of Belize, and we're learning a lot about the history and, of course, where Belize is today. Now, uh, Mr. Herrera, most of our listeners are interested in real estate. They uh, are investors, and maybe they're wondering, is there opportunity in Belize for, for real estate investors? Now, obviously, you're in the tourism side. What do you think about that? But then it, it blends, you know, the real estate blends, because most of the people that come to Belize to invest, they're looking into, one, retirement, two, building some tourist resort or so. And before, it was more speculation than, than really yes. investment and to, to, to build or so. Today, that has changed, you know. More people are coming, but the potential for investment and Belize being part of the Commonwealth, you know, Commonwealth laws are very good laws for investors to, to be around, you know. And that is, again... We are very fortunate, again, to be part of an English-speaking community and Spanish-speaking. Very fortunate that Belize, more than 80% of its people are bilingual. So that is a big advantage with our other Central American countries and the Caribbean. No? Absolutely. And the retiree program, we are looking forward in every year. We are trying to add more and more things that then will attract our retirees over here. Well, this is a big thing. I mean, you mentioned retirement before, but there's a there's a qualified retirement plan here in Belize it's, that's pretty interesting. Definitely it is, and it falls under my, my ministry also, the Ministry of Tourism. And then it started to, to attract more and more investors coming and trying to learn what, and that makes a big difference, you know. Yeah. And that is why I, I think that Belize, the potential that Belize has is great. And I, it's just a matter of time because b before we will start to see real genuine investors coming over here. For instance, right now, Kichapel, I don't know if you know Kichapel. Yes, sure. Well, Kichapel, millions of dollars of investment has gone over there. The, the only island that has a golf course over there, and it has a, a runway that can have Learjets landing over there. It is being bought. It's in the process now by a Qatari group, which is a well-known multi-million dollar in, in group, no? And they're buying over the, the island, which will be the beginning of, of something good. And that, again, is another example of people having confidence in Belize and wanting to invest. And I, like I mentioned before, I think that the potential is great. It's just a matter of time when you will see Belize really, really going worldwide. We are every every month, every day. We are being known more and more in the in the world and, and outside of Belize. No, sounds like you're going to be even busier then. <laughs> oh, definitely, 
Yeah, and with with my trips, I have to choose the more more important ones. Yeah. Prioritize what I feel that will bring more gain to Belize. Otherwise, I will be out of the country every week. Well, obviously, tourism is such a big part of your market here. Where do you see the challenges are in the next few years for Belize as there are more people wanting to come and a squeeze on hotel rooms sometimes? What are some of the challenges that your department looks at? Well, what we believe that we need to do over here, no? And then I, we are starting to do it in San Pedro. I think if you go around, infrastructure is the is the most important thing. We need to have proper infrastructures, and in particularly if you look at the at our archaeological side, if we had the proper infrastructure, we can market those. And you know, like Caracol, Caracol is more beautiful than Chichen Itza or Tikal or those areas. But the infrastructure to go to those areas is terrible right sometimes when the weather is bad you cannot even access it so we have started to look as a government and making sure that we put the proper infrastructure for different things that will make it easier for for tourists to visa waivers again that is something that we are working with just recently we went panama argentina brazil chile those ones will shortly be and i think we had done and a few others before, and it is our intention as we look at the market to go with the visa waiver so that it will be so easy for tourists to come over here. It's just a matter as to looking for the demands, making sure that we have proper infrastructure, proper legislation, proper planning, and then I feel that that is the way to go for, for the future. Well, it certainly seems like you've elected for growth, but smart growth, because this is not a, a, a huge market with multi-story hotels. It feels still like that quaint fishing village of all those years ago, just with a few nicer resorts and, and more and more people coming. Yeah, you're right, because it's more of a niche type tourism that we have in, in Belize, you know, and in particularly San Pedro, that is 50% in, of the total destination. If you look at all the Quality hotels, some, a lot of them might be branded as a five-star five, five star in hotel, but then they are very small with a 60, 80 rooms. But a lot of the genuine tourists or the, the, the ones that spend a lot, that is what they're looking for, a different type of, of environment that uh, rather than Cancun or those other areas. They're looking for Belize now. Uh, but then, but still yet, we, I believe that we need a blend of the of the brand hotels with our niche type that we have. Once we can get that together, you will see that Belize will really flourish. Well, we are looking forward to continuing to watch this amazing uh, country uh, continue to uh, just do better and better. And we sure appreciate your time today, sir. It's a pleasure, sir. And anytime that you need me, I will be at your service. All right. Well, we sure appreciate your uh, time today and best of luck to you, sir. Thank you. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. More we come back. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Live nationwide, you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Find out more at realestateguysradio.com. Are you ready to profit in paradise? Hi, it's Robert Helms. And if you think real estate investing means tenants, toilets, and termites, think again. Located just a short plane ride from the U.S., a virtually untouched paradise awaits. The beautiful country of Belize. When you go to Belize with the Real Estate Guys, you'll spend four fabulous days discovering one of the most intriguing real estate markets I've ever seen. With its jungle rainforests, pristine beaches, and 81-degree turquoise water, Belize is one of the most beautiful places on Earth. Plus, it's considered one of the top seven tax havens in the world. And why U.S. real 
real estate continues to drop, Belize property is on the rise, and many experts think the best is yet to come. But don't just take my word for it. Come experience Belize firsthand at our upcoming investor field trip. When you join us, you'll discover the many reasons we love Belize, like tremendously undervalued beachfront land, super low taxes, ease of doing business, and so much more. Get the details at realestateguysradio.com. Just click on events. See paradise for yourself. Click events at realestateguysradio.com, and I'll see you in beautiful Belize. Hi, this is Donald Trump, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program, podcasting all over the world from all over the world. We're in Belize today, one of our favorite places to go, and uh, now you're starting to maybe get a glimpse why. You know, the thing that really jumped out to me about Mr. Hereda's uh, comments was just the fact that they're taking lessons. You know, that they're learning, they're watching what other people have done, other marketplaces have done, and they have the opportunity to create what he was referring to as sustainable tourism. Right. And how many lessons are in the mistakes of the past? And especially how beneficial are the mistakes of others? And not just the mistakes, but, you know, the successes too. But to go forward into designing your marketplace proactively, 20-year plan he talked about, this notion of a 20-year plan. And as a real estate investor, I get excited. So uh, I live in Silicon Valley. And in Silicon Valley, in the South Bay, we have this thing called the Green Belt. And you're not allowed to build up the hills. Well, where did they get that idea? Well, they looked up the street at San Francisco where they had built houses all over every single hill. And they said, you know, we don't want to do that. The net result was the value of the real estate that had been built before that green belt got put in went up because you could no longer expand the supply. So when a country's got 40 plus percent of its geography reserved, what does that tell you if you get in at the right time? Absolutely. And again, every market is different. What strikes me about this market, of course, is where it is in the curve. You're right. They have been learning. For for many years, the slogan of the Belize Tourism Board was Mother Nature's Best Kept Secret. And unfortunately, in a way, that was true. They hadn't done a really good job of promoting Belize. Even now, when you start to talk to people about Belize, they're not quite sure where it is, right? And yet, Belize is closer to more Americans than Hawaii is. Right. It's a very close flight. It's less than two hours from Miami and Houston. It's just over two hours from Dallas and there's direct flights every day and as you heard from John Turley those flights are increasing and what's great about watching the way that Junior works that's that's his uh, nickname Manuel Hereda we call him Junior he is taking all the information from he keeps talking about the stakeholders the other people in the marketplace that have a vested interest in the future of Belize those are the tour operators and the hotels and the restaurants and the businesses that all contribute to the economy of Belize not all of which is tourism based but as you heard, about a quarter of the GDP is tourism-based, and he's taking input and information from all those folks and learning from the past and trying to craft a plan that will attract more and more people to this country. It's exciting. It's just like Back to the Future with the Almanac. It's you're going back and you're able to see something, you know, say, gee, I wish I could have been in Hawaii 50 or 60 years ago. I wish I could have been in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico 25 years ago. I wish I could have been in any one of a number of these fabulous resort places where the real estate values are just crazy if, if only I would have been there back then and you jump into this time machine and you go to Belize and you think wow I, it's hard to believe that a place like this like Kiyosaki said when he was there he goes I can't believe a place like this still exists on earth well it's not going to exist that way forever 
you know, and that's the thing. And maybe there'll be another place on earth somewhere. I don't know, but I'm just very, very happy for me personally to have found Belize when we found it and to be down there and to have the opportunity to continue to share it with people through these tours that we do, which is great. It's the same experience you gave me, Robert. When we very first time we went down there, it's like I was excited about going to Belize and off we went on a four day adventure. And uh, we've been replicating that experience for people for, I think, six years now. And it's, everybody who goes, she says it's the most mind blowing thing they've ever seen. Absolutely. So we'd like to invite you personally to come with us to beautiful Belize. We're doing field trips there, and it's a four-day trip, which includes the day you get there and the day you leave. Now, we're going to strongly encourage you to stay over at least a day and have some fun. Not that the trip isn't fun, but we work hard, we go hard, we try to see a lot, and you'll have a bunch of one-on-one contact with our local providers. Uh, I'm always on the trips, and I love to get into conversations with listeners. We watch the market, study the market. It's a fairly small real estate market, but at the same time, there's a lot going on, and we have lots to show you. So if that sounds interesting to you, check out our website at realestateguysradio.com and click on events. You'll see our discovery trips to Belize. Not only is it a beautiful place, but we think that you're going to be absolutely amazed at the investment opportunity here. Well, I mean, as an investor at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. And it's not just supply and demand in terms of the capital appreciation. And it's been a great capital appreciation market, but it's really understanding what happens as far as cash flows when you go from being a monthly or long-term year over year rental to being a nightly rental. And there's some things you have to learn because it's different. It's not about the local jobs. It's not about the local people. It's really about this becoming an international destination more and more. And as people discover it and its beauty and the value that it provides for the tourist dollar, you're going to see a lot of opportunity there. And of course, people are seeing it and developers are moving in. You know, you heard what Mr. Heretta said about what's going on at Key Chapel. And so Belize has definitely caught the eye of the international investment community as well as the international tourist community. So it's there's a lot to learn by visiting Belize. Three different dates this summer for you to join the Real Estate Guys in Belize. Check it out at realestateguysradio.com. August 23rd and 24th, we're going to be in Phoenix, Arizona with the secrets of successful syndication. If you've thought about putting together capital to raise money and go do big real estate deals and make a tidy profit yourself, this is the event for you. Joining us, Rich Dad Advisors, Tom Wheelwright. And Ken McElroy, attorney Marisa Raul, the real estate guys will be there. The godfather of real estate is going to be with us. It's going to be a great couple of days. And the networking is insane. The type of people who come out to an event like this for two days and spend serious time and money and are willing to come to Phoenix in the middle of August are serious. And you're going to want to meet those people and be one of them. Get all the details at our website at realestateguysradio.com. Huge thanks to Junior Hooray, to the Minister of Tourism and Culture for Belize, to Big John Turley for always sharing his enthusiasm and passion about this place with us, and to all the folks that help make our show possible. Next week, it's Ask the Guys. If you have a question for the Real Estate Guys, go to the website at realestateguysradio.com. Click Ask the Guys, and just like magic, that question will work its way to us, and hopefully we'll answer it on the radio. Until next week, go out and make some equity happen. This episode of the Real Estate Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Paradigm Life. Powerful cash management strategies using life insurance. Learn more at BeYourBank.com. Mid-South Home Buyers. Low-cost, turnkey cash flow properties in Memphis, Tennessee. Corporate Direct. Asset protection strategies for real estate investors. From attorney and rich dad advisor Garrett Sutton. Find these and other great companies under the Resources tab at realestateguysradio.com. To learn how you can expose your product or service to the Real Estate Guys audience, 
Call 888-489-7723, extension 4. That's 888-489-7723, extension 4. Or use the feedback page at realestateguysradio.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week right here on the Real Estate Guys Radio Show.